Welcome to the Athletic MBA Show. Monday through on the Athletic Podcast Network. We have a problem. Welcome to the Athletic MBA Show. Everybody going to Vegas! Ready, set, Vegas. You're in or you're out. Who's anything about gambling? 11 days of basketball in the desert oasis. Master cashed a bad check downstairs and gave you his reference. What happened here? Only happens here. Only happens I remember thinking, Jesus. Who wants to be my father? Welcome to the Athletic NBA Show. I'm your host, Andrew Schleck. With me today, I've got a cast of characters, starting with Law Murray. Law, what's up? How you feeling, man? I'm man, I'm good. I'm good to I'm see good. you. Thanks for being here. Keith Parrish from Fast Break Breakfast. Hey, Andrew. Hey. Guys, happy to be here. And Kelly Eco, Rockets beat writer. What's going on, guys? <laughs> what's up? <laughs> uh, Kelly, let's start with you. You're covering some of the more high-profile guys in Summer League. Uh, what have you seen so far from these Rockets guys? I think first and foremost, what you're seeing is they want to be better defensively. Yeah. They finished the season dead last in defensive rating, and that was primarily due to communication errors, personnel, you know, deficiencies. And early on, we've seen those guys try to be more aggressive, be more attentive on the ball, off the ball, talking to each other, being in the right spots. Offensive is going to be a bit of a struggle because you do have guys that aren't true point guards trying to shoehorn into that role. Yeah. You know, like a Dacian Nixon. Josh Christopher, yeah. they're good playmakers, but they still they still need another playmaker on the floor. So you see guys like Ty Ty Washington come in and try to help things stabilize the offense. It's a work in progress offensively, I would say. Then you also have Jabari Smith Jr. trying to put him in the offense, trying to find his spots and see where he likes the ball in certain areas of the floor. So offensively, it's going to be a bit of a struggle, but that's summer league ball. But I think the most important thing for them is how, how they defend as a unit. Um, can they carry some of that into training camp? Because, you know, let's face it, they're the worst team in the league last yeah. season. And unless they get better on that end, they probably could be there again. Yeah. Um, but if you can improve defensively, and with a guy like Jabari Smith, a guy like Tari Eason, you know, get guys like Jay Sean Tay, Eric Gordon, there is some kind of a hope for an improvement from last season. Yeah. Keith, what, what have you seen from Jabari Smith Jr. so far? I haven't seen a ton. I mean, honestly, my, my takeaway, it's kind of a bad from the Rockets' perspective, was just how much smaller – Physically, he was than Paolo Bencaro. Like, yeah. I didn't know that. Like, I'd heard him. Maybe I'd just seen them both on paper. Like, oh, these guys are 6'11 power forwards. And then seeing them matched up, I was like, wow, that one is way bigger than the other one. <laughs> and that was really surprising. Like, I don't watch college basketball, and that was really surprising where I'm like, like, like Bencaro's massive. Yeah. And so the rest of it, like the Jabari Smith jokes, it's like it's the same as Auburn. No guards will get him the ball type thing. Like, that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's the only blurb I knew about him was like, oh, yeah, no one passed to him. And so yeah. watching some Rockets Summer League, it's, I mean, Summer League's a free-for-all. Right. And not having those guys to create for him, because he seems like a guy who's not going to do it off the dribble all the time. You know, he, he needs to get to his spots, probably hit open shots. Um, so I guess that's my main impression. Uh, not as big as the first pick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Law? Man, first of all, it was rude that we get here Thursday night and you see the Paolo making that corner three in front of Jabari. And, they, and the Magic official account tweets that out. I mean, that, that, was, that, was, that was – you didn't have to do that. Like, it's summer league, you know. But to, to your point, man, I mean, you were talking about 
how big Paolo is. I think Paolo's the number one pick because he can pass the ball right now. Yeah, and the yeah. other, that's the other thing with Jabari. Like, he's going to have to develop that skill over time. That's one of the few things we didn't see at Auburn. We didn't see an ability to facilitate from from anywhere. He was a play finisher, you know. So he can hopefully he can develop that in Houston. Hopefully those Houston guards can give him the ball. We know that's been a thing over the last couple of years. You know, you're developing young guards, guards who weren't always point guards. Jalen Green, he can drive, but he's developing his ability to pass the ball. We saw that last month of the season. We saw him take yeah. the leap. Uh, Kevin Porter Jr., same thing. Like, this man had 50 <laughs> against yeah. Drew Holiday he's once. Talented. You know, yeah. it's like the pieces that Houston is collecting is really intriguing. And Jabari is, you know, along with Jalen, it's nice because they're complementary talents. Right. You look at Memphis, for example, they got Ja and they got Jaron Jackson Jr. Now look at Houston. You can see an outline of something similar. And it's going to be fun to look and see how, how that develops. But developing is something that's going to have to happen. Right. So I, th I think that's a, a very important thing about this rebuild, if you want to call it that, because the data from a whole season is going to show you bits and pieces, right? So you get guys like a Jalen Green who's going to be an uber-talented scorer who can be a decent to good playmaker. Um, then you get a guy like Jabari Smith who is going to be a front-court complementary piece. All the good teams now, you have a good backcourt, a strong frontcourt. So heading into the draft, that's kind of why you heard, you know, the things about Paolo being, you know, the number one or a, or a star player with that star or having that ability to, to score from all parts of the floor, but also create for others. Yeah. Uh, and seeing him play live, you kind of see why he went number one overall, because any team would salivate over that talent. Now, Jabari Smith, too, I wouldn't put as much stock into these games because he did say he was anxious, nervous. Um, game one was kind of awkward because I think it took, like, nine shots, and then game two took, like, 20. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So part of that was him trying to be aggressive, kind of over-aggressive, trying to find an offensive rhythm. But at the same time, there is hype. Like, you can't hide from it. Like, guys are going to put Jabari versus Paolo, Jabari versus Chet. Like, it's yeah. going to be a thing for the rest of their careers. So it's better for you to accept it now than try to, you know, downplay it. Yeah. I know the Rockets have tried to downplay it because they're kids and you don't want to feed into that too much. But it's, it's, it's kind of hard to run away from. So from that perspective, as a young team, you kind of take your lumps. Um, take these days in Vegas to kind of see – what can you bring to the table come training camp, come preseason? Because it's going to be a long season and you have to get better or show at least signs of progressing from year to year. Yeah, Jabari was feeding that matchup himself versus Chet, though. Right. Like, he's yelling at his teammates to get out of the way so that he can guard <laughs> Chet one-on-one. -on -one. You know, he wanted it. Yeah, he did. He did. And also, Tari's, and he's been playing really well. Uh, yeah. I will say this. Tari wants it all the time. Tari wants it all the time. <laughs> he's he's going to be kind of their, maybe their, their version of P.J. Tucker, I think. Him and Tate, for sure. Yeah. From an energy standpoint, alone, because he brings it every possession. Yeah, like he, he, he ran out of gas the first game because he was just going too hard. But I think he's going to be a good guy for those guys to come. I yeah. love, I love that they drafted Tari's because he fits that team. Oh, he is such right. a rocket. When they took him, I just <laughs> said that is the epitome of a rocket right there. Exactly. Right. Like you heard everything out of LSU. You know, it's like he can make some shots, but we don't trust it. You know what I mean, he drives all the time, no matter what, gets to the line so much. I mean, the Rockets, as bad as they were last year, their free throw rate was the best in the league, something like right. that. Yeah. It's like Harden never left. You yeah. know what I'm saying? <laughs> and Tari Eason fits, like, again, the good and the bad, the young and the reckless, all that stuff. He fits right into that, like, the young again, and the reckless. Talent. I like that. Ooh, oh, I nice. really like that. Uh, let's talk through players that have impressed you that 
win the lottery? You know, we've talked about some of the top guys, but has there been anybody else that's impressed you? We'll start with Keith. Um, in the lottery, I thought it was funny where, so like, as not a draft guy, I memorize these little blurbs. Like, you hear one thing about each player, and like, all right, I've committed that to memory so I can act like I know what I'm talking about. Yeah. And uh, the one for Keegan Murray was, he might not blow you away, but you look up at the end of the game, he always has 20 points. Yeah. And I was literally watching the Kings game, and I'm like, what does this guy do? And, and I was like, I was like, yeah, it's basically invisible. And then into the game, like, oh, he has tw 20 points again. Like, yeah. So, like, maybe that, like, it, it, that was the blurb I memorized. It yeah, happened in right. Summer League. Like, he's definitely a, a beautiful shooter. Like, oh, pure yeah. shooter, knocking oh, yeah. on the threes, got the great size. And if the rest of that game, if it is this kind of magical gift to score, where maybe even, like, do opponents think, like, oh, this guy's not doing anything. And it's like, <laughs> oh, he scored 20 points on me. You know, like, I don't know. Like, so, I thought that was really funny. That it's, like, the literal thing I learned. I saw it happen. I enjoyed it. And so, like, it seems like you know, he, he's been really impressive. Yeah, he, and he hit that three to oh, send it in overtime. That the so amazing fun. comeback. Oh. The six points in seven <laughs> seconds. It was so much fun. Uh, Law. I'm going to bounce right off of Keith because Keegan Murray, no relation, uh, yeah. he's been <laughs> – he, he, he produces. Uh, that Kings team is going to score a lot of points, Yeah. Um, almost as many as they give up, you know. Like, that's – I'm looking forward to seeing how that team – with a defensive-minded coach who's not known for offense, come, comes together. Uh, he's another one. If he learns how to pass, he's basically like a complete player to me. Yeah. Um, even though he's not polished defensively, what I saw was he's active defensively. So sure. if you're lazy with your passes, he's going to try and pick that off. He's going to try and challenge some, some blocks on the other end. He's going to rebound. Uh, he's going to look like a rookie defensively. Again, he, he's going to play for the Kings. So yeah. it's going to look rough on that end of the floor but he he's a bucket he can shoot the ball and you know we don't need to bring up thomas robinson comparisons to 10 years ago yeah. like that was a it was, that was a good pick he's going to be a good player and it's just a matter of you know the context of the team that he's on how how they support him yeah well andrew can we ask you about i mean you're the you're the thunder guy yeah you, you got most of the lottery picks yeah like <laughs> they've been really impressive got like, but like seven of them yeah yeah yeah, yeah. uh Chet has obviously impressed in different ways in that game against the Rockets. It took him a minute. You know, it took about seven or eight minutes of gameplay for him to realize that, oh, the Rockets are only wings. And then he started to block everything at the rim once he started to figure out that team. But the guy that people can't stop talking about is Jalen Williams. Unbelievable. Which right? one? You know which one. <laughs> It's J-Dub. So here's how you remember it, everybody. So J-Dub is the lottery pick. J-Will is the 34th pick. Jay Will played for Arkansas. He averaged two charges per game. And so how you remember it is Jay Will take a charge. So that's how you remember Jay Doug, okay. Jay okay. Will. Uh, I will never remember that. Yeah, I refuse to remember that. <laughs> <laughs> Jay Dub, however, Jalen Williams from Santa Clara, yeah. has played so well. Right. He started at the four, defending Jabari Smith the other night, and he had it figured out. Obviously, there's a scouting report on Jabari, and it's that you just take up his airspace before he can do anything with the basketball because he's not going to be able to put the ball on the floor. And he did that really well. He's 6'6". He's got a 7'2 wingspan. He can handle a little bit. He's just a smart player, too. Uh, I think he probably loves playing with Josh Giddy right. just because he knows if he cuts, Josh is going to find him. And I think he had three dunks in that game just off of cuts. And he's a good shooter off the catch. He hadn't showcased that a ton right. here in Vegas yet, but He's just an impressive player. You can just—he just knows how to play the game, 
Like, you just watch him and you're, you have no question about his ability to play at the NBA level. I think for me, he kind of plays like every day is the draft combine. Yeah. And you got to show people that might not have watched you play why you are a lottery talent player. Yeah. Um, so I liked his energy. I think Thunder fans will fall in love with him if they haven't already just from the effort he brings on both ends of the court. Yep. He's always going to be a, he's a smart cutter. He knows how to relocate without the ball in his hands. Another guy that I liked was Mathurin. Man, I think he's a smooth oh, man. operator. I think yeah. he's, some, he's someone that's going to be maybe not as paused as a scorer as, as uh, Ellis. Yeah. Pacers legend, Monte Ellis. But he You're is, bringing up Monte Ellis. Okay, this is good. But he, is, is good. He, is, he does know how to score. He knows how to facilitate. He can handle the yeah. ball. Um, he's just smooth. And I think yeah. Pacers fans are going to fall in love with him, especially if they if they end up getting, you know, Aiden. We saw it today. Yeah. Know, reports about DeAndre Aiden, possibly. Yeah. Um, so you can kind of see what they want to do. Their rebuild, it might not be as long as people think. Yeah. If they hit on Halliburton and, you know, this yeah. kid and then – no other pieces. So I do like those two guys for sure. Yeah. Keith, you saw Matherin play yesterday. What did you think of him? I did. I, I, it was more of trying to get to know his game. I didn't know that much about him. And yeah. he's obviously a tremendous specimen for like a shooting guard, like, like that, that body and great athleticism. And, you know, it's an interesting team where they have a lot, they have a lot of guards on the roster, but like, what are they going to do? Which yeah. ones of those going to be there? I, I mean, I was actually, I was, I might've been distracted by the, uh, like Buddy Heald, Tyrese Halliburton energy in this Pacers Kings <laughs> right. game where, you know, like little, little facing off a little bit of a revenge game. Uh, but no, I mean, like I assume, I assume he's going to blow up at some point. I mean, Matherin's going right. to do his thing. Um, I, I can't say I had the strongest impression as far as like, like when I go back to watching the thunder and I saw Jalen Williams, I'm like, Oh wow. Like that guy yeah. blew everybody away. Matherin, a little more subtle for me so far. Yeah. Matherin's interesting because he's going to be playing for Rick Carlisle. And I don't remember a lot of wings, yeah. that kind of talent uh, that Matherin has. And I, I just remember the game he had in Arizona where he just had to come through, I think, when they were playing against TCU. Yeah. I mean, he showed more than just a skill set. He showed that he can do it uh, when it matters most in late late game, big game. So um, like, Carlisle has a young team. I ha we haven't seen that. Yeah. And it's going right. to be interesting to see how he relates to all those guys as they're developing too. Yeah. The, the most impressive guy that I've seen, and the Magic fans have to be just – thanking the good Lord today that they took Paolo Bancaro number one. Right. Because if they took, and like no offense to Jabari, but like this is not the kind of setting where Jabari is going to thrive anyways, but you're feeling pretty bad right now if that's your number one guy. And they, they took the right player. Whether or not it works out that way down the road, who knows. But today, he he's like the biggest guy. Like, Nemias Keita might be the biggest guy here. But when you watch him play, it's like he's bigger than a lot of centers, like his shoulders, and he's still so young. Like, what does this guy look like when he's 29? Like, yeah, I don't. That's like, scary. He's already so good, and a lot of it's the passing to me. The, the way that he made that play at the end of the game, they kind of double teamed him, tried to get the ball away from him in that sudden death. But he made the right play. He could have tried to force that up, which is kind of the reputation that he's gotten a little bit, is that he's this creator, and maybe he's – not the best team player, but right. man, I think he's great. I think his passing is, is something that's going to really help the Magic quite a bit. But when you see that, like, what does that say about you know, draft coverage? Because he was kind of the third of the bunch yeah. for, for weeks and months. Like, Rockets fans were probably just punching his <laughs> ticket to Houston for a long time, even right. the day of the draft. Right. right. And, and that's how crazy, you know, the back and forth goes when you talk about 
draft talk and mock drafts and all that stuff. And because Paolo was thought to be right under, there wasn't any clear cut number one. That was the thing you heard for for a right. long time. But right. Chet and Jabari were, were supposed to be the guys that were you would you would lean towards if you had to pick. And then Paolo was right there. But right now, as you're seeing, he looks like for sure the number one guy. It's not definitive. It's not the answer. But like if. All the basketball fans in Las Vegas coming out to watch. If you didn't know any of the names, and it's just like, hey, who's the, who's the best one? Who yes. was the first pick? And I want like almost everyone's gonna say that big guy over there. Yep. <laughs> that big guy over there who can shoot and can dribble and is blocking shots above the rim. Right. Yep. Like it's like you said, it's the passing, it's the playmaking, it's yep. the fact that he looks comfortable. You know, this is not like this is not. Zaire Williams working on his handle. And you're like, right. look at that tall guy trying to dribble. Yeah. It's like, no, he looks comfortable when he dribbles and he's almost seven feet tall. And then, like, yeah, he's been absolutely, it's stunning how it's like, that guy pops. That guy is the Zion Williamson in the room type thing. You're like, oh, he's he's better than everyone. And then it falls back to the draft coverage. Like, what was everyone talking about? Right. Like, you I know. know. There was a lot of, like, draft Twitter that had, like, Paolo as the number one guy. And you heard that over and over again. But then you hear from, like, the mainstream, and I don't know if they're just trying to predict what's going to happen or what they're hearing from teams. Because I did, I heard from several people that work for teams that, like, yeah, Jabari's going one. That's, yeah. they, were, they were locked in on Jabari from day one. And I don't know if the – I mean, we had the Magic GM on this show a few days ago. He said we legitimately hadn't made our choice yet. It was the Wednesday before the draft that they actually made the decision – which feels a little crazy to me that they didn't even have him in for a workout and then they decide that day. But, I mean, obviously the sports books knew, you know. Yeah. My dog woke me up in the middle of the night to look at my phone and suddenly he's the number one guy. I thought you had sportsbook alerts on your phone. No. To wake you up, like, 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 <laughs> woke me up in the middle of the night. Like, sportsbook. The, the Carol market has moved to a favorable, favorable <laughs> position. Like, like, it's like a storm warning. You had to get up and play some. I'm just entertainment purposes only. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. We're at Summer League. So this is sicko basketball at its finest. It's gross. Uh, who is your favorite deep cut player that you've watched so far? I'll go first. Mine is Keon Ellis. who's He's undrafted. He's from Alabama. He's playing for the Kings. And I'm watching him. I'm like, this guy's an NBA player. He can shoot it. He's a wing. He can defend. Right. Like he's going to play for the Kings this year. I may look real stupid if someone's listening to this in like October and like he's not even on the team. But to me, when I watch him play, I just say, oh, that's an NBA player. Like he's one of a few on their summer league roster that I'm like, oh, that guy could play. He's on, he was on the short list for me when it's like thinking about guys who I said, hey, who's that? Yeah. It's like you look like an NBA player. And yep. There's been times before I remember like seeing like Kendrick Nunn out here in yep. summer league. I'd never heard of him. And it's like, oh, that guy's faster than everybody else. That was Kendrick Nunn, and he's and he could play. And the same thing with like Keon Ellis. Maybe it's just a hot shooting week. Yeah. You know, maybe that, it that's is. always the risk, but like right. the way that like the fact that he's hit, knocking down the shots and looks like he belongs, the ball handling, like, yeah, I've been real impressed with Keon Ellis. Mm -hmm. I gotta say that um when Peyton Watson was selected with the last pick of the first round, yeah. Uh look. You can you can average three points a game and be a first round pick. <laughs> I mean, I don't know about y'all. That's inspiring to me. You know yeah. what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like, all right, go ahead, man. But when you, you look at uh, Peyton Watson, he from Long Beach Poly. You know, uh, yeah. I, I think he was a McDonald's All American. There's a reason he was highly yes. recruited five star. Went to UCLA. You're seeing a lot of guys. You're, we're just having this discussion about who's the number one pick. You know, well. When you look at who's the 30th pick, who are you investing in? Like, so many teams have expanded 
what makes a uh, a worthwhile draft pick, mm -hmm. okay? And the reason I got to talk about Peyton Watson is because, okay, he, even in the limited minutes that he got, he's he struggled. Like, I think John Hollinger liked uh, Josh Minot, for example, yeah. more than Peyton Watson. Oh, yeah. They were in the same category, guys who didn't play a whole lot in <clears> D1, <throat> um, and then when they got in, they showed something. You know, they have the length, the, the physical attributes that you look for in a big wing or, or a combo forward, but what what are you what's the mold of the clay that you're trying to develop here Peyton looked great uh on Sunday against I think they were playing the Cavaliers and he showed a little everything yeah he got the dunks but he also hit a corner three he was playing defense he was grabbing rebounds he showed a complete game and again the kid's young he's a one and done yep. uh for a 30th pick and again that team is deep yeah that team like like okay Where's Peyton Watson playing? They're talking about two main starters coming back to a playoff team with an MVP on it. But mm -hmm. it's like, okay, now you can understand why they might have drafted this guy at 30th right. overall. I mean, yeah. also, also, the Nuggets are great at developing their guys, and you see that right. you know, that tool set being able to do right. stuff. You mentioned Minot. I'm actually really impressed. Like, Joshua Minot had an incredible game in game one. Game two is still pretty, pretty solid. And you just see it. It's a guy who... I think I was reading, you know, he made two three-pointers in his first summer league game. He didn't make two three-pointers in college. Yeah. And so it's like he, he, he has that athletic gift. Uh, I saw him, he did a tip-in where someone was holding him. Uh, the, the referees in training missed that one. But they were, like, they were like holding him flat on the ground. He tips it in. Like, he was really impressive, like, the activity. And you see that. Oh, that's why, that's why Hollinger had him 10th, huh? Like, you know, I'm sure he felt validated after the, his start. Yeah. He called them referees uh, in training, though. <laughs> And, and they weren't it's even summer, Richard Jefferson. It's summer league for everybody. It is. <laughs> I, I think for me, he might not have wowed anybody, but Scottie Pippen Jr., Yeah. I think the way he approaches the game, you kind of see why, you know, even though he, his draft, had, it might have been not as, as high as you would have expected, but you know, even at Vanderbilt, he was always, he just controlled the game, and he didn't do too much to like jump off the page, but he's a smart basketball player, and those kind of players last in this league. And I think for a Lakers team that, need smart basketball players, they need good playmakers. I think there is low-key a role for him in, in L.A. if he plays his cards. I just think he has a good size. He, he moves his feet well. He handles the ball well. He can read. He can make those secondary tertiary reads. And he's just smart. He doesn't make a lot of mistakes. So I think I like his game. And I think um, if Palinka and, and, and Darwin Ham are watching closely, they, they'll see a guy that can bring some grit and grind to their uh, training camp. Yeah. That's, that's copyrighted. You can't that's say right. I'm sorry. for Lakers. <laughs> yes. stuff. I cover the Grizzlies. You can't. Yeah, you can't do that. Yeah. Uh, one more deep cut. Caleb Houston, who's oh, playing for the yeah. Magic, yeah. has looked really good. Right. Uh, he, he always has looked the part. He was pretty terrible for Michigan and was similar to Peyton Watson, where he's kind of highly touted out of high school, has a really bad freshman year, but gets in the draft anyways just because he's like physically impressive so uh we're gonna do some summer league trivia here oh, guys. oh no okay so i'm gonna start how we're gonna do this is i'm gonna ask a question law we're gonna start with you okay. if you don't know it we'll move on to keith if, you don't, if keith doesn't know it we'll move on to kelly that's for the first question second question we'll go and then we'll move on throughout uh first question law is there a prize is there a prize? You need a prize. I need an incentive. You need an incentive. Okay, I will. I'll buy you some ice cream. Like a sub goal. If you win, I'll buy you. <laughs> well, some are ice we cream. playing for ice cream? For We're real? playing for ice cream. Yes, <laughs> I will take you to DQ here in just a minute and buy you something. Okay, who is the player selected in the top ten that has taken the most threes per game in summer league? Okay, and I'm not. You know what? I'm closing computers. So, there you go. And I'm not looking at shirts. Yeah. The most threes per game from a top ten pick has been. 
I'm going to say uh, Keegan Murray. Keegan Murray is correct. Keep your own score. You got one. Well played. Okay. Keith. Yes. Question number two. Who has scored the most points in a game so far in Summer League? Is it Cam Thomas? It is not Cam Thomas. Oh, no. Moving on to Kelly. Whoa, it's not Cam Thomas? It's not Cam Thomas. Who scored the most points in a Summer League game so far? Moses Moody? Moses Moody oh, is correct. The Moses Moody game. Let's go. Well played. Okay. You got one point. Uh, moving on to Kelly. You get this one again. Come Chance on, to man. double it up. Sheesh. Uh, Paulo Bancaro blocked this player's shot at the rim in sudden death. Hold on. Oh, a sudden death. Ooh. In sudden death overtime to save the game. Who's and they had to review this play. They called a foul. They overturned it after a challenge. Which player was it? Was it Nemais Kita? Ding, ding, ding. Wow. Well Very well Taking done, the right? lead here. I okay. feel like because Andrew already dropped the name Nemais Kita earlier. Yeah. Maybe a little hint. It was a little bit. It, of it, was, it was on your mind. <laughs> Very well okay, done. Law. Name the four lottery picks that have been shut down and won't play in Summer League moving forward. Okay. Shaden Sharp, Jeremy Sochan, and I got two more. This is a live show, too, man. This is tough. <laughs> Jang? <laughs> oh, nope, man. moving on to Keith. All right. Dyson Daniels. <laughs> now I've forgotten the first one that you said. Uh, I'm, tap I'm tapping out. Okay, Kelly. Sochan, Dyson Daniels, Jang, and Shaden Sharp. Oh, oh Shaden Sharp, of course, but we still don't know our fourth. Jaden Ivey, guys. Oh, Jaden Ivey. Oh, come on, fellas. Snap. They Zaza Pachulied him. Yes. Yeah, it's too bad. Uh, okay, Keith. Yeah. Only three players from last year's top ten are playing in Summer League this year. Can you name those three? Oh, there's wait, no chance. Josh Giddy. Yep. Um, wow. There's one that's very obvious for you. Oh, oh <laughs> thank you, Zaire uh, Williams. Um, Kate Cunningham was on the roster. Uh, doesn't count. Okay, doesn't, doesn't count. Doesn't you got to play. This other uh, guy has played. Um, I don't know. Okay, Kelly. What you said? You said Zaire. Z yeah. Mm -hmm. Giddy. Kuminga. Kuminga. Oh, Kelly, you are Kelly's the winner of Summer League Trivia. Come on. Get this wow. guy some ice cream. I'm going to get you some ice cream after this. Thanks so much for listening to the Athletic NBA show. Stay locked in with us all week. We appreciate you guys listening. Yeah. Uh, let her rip.